When we say yes to His offer of grace through His Son, Jesus, we are His. Right? He's got us. He's got us. And He won't let go. And I think this is a really important concept to understand. That He won't let go because a lot of us have experiences where the people who are supposedly committed to us or walking alongside of us, whether in leadership or in walking together just side by side have abandoned us or perhaps we have abandoned others I mean that that that's happened we're not any of us perfect and uh, you can't beat yourself up over that but we can go from now but what that does is it shapes our view and understanding of who our Heavenly Father is and our Heavenly Father is not like any other father <laughs> who is like you Lord in all the earth who is like you, Lord, love you? No one is like our Father. He won't let go. He's got everything. It's who He is, and He holds us in the palm of His hand. He has adopted us as His children and given us identity. That's critical, isn't it? Who am I? What am I doing here? What's my purpose? And God the Father gives us all that. He gives us identity and purpose. So, it is wise for us to stay the course. And that's really what I want to talk about this morning. It's wise for us to stay the course. Remain in His care. And live in His grace. It is far better than any other path. Amen. And you know what? Nancy, we have to think that all the time. We have to understand when things come and they try to lure us away that there is no there is no better path. Amen. And so we establish that understanding and that belief system in our minds and when things come the fiery darts come and you know we, we wield them and we're protected by the helmet of salvation and all of that. But we got to know that, yeah, the shield of faith, helmet of salvation. Yeah. Yeah, because they're the ones that... See, that's what Ephesians, studying Ephesians on Wednesday mornings, <laughs> help you get some of that stuff. Hey, we're in Galatians now, by the way, gentlemen, if uh, you're interested, 6 o'clock in the morning. And, uh, yeah, that's good. And Ken, man, how many saw the uh, brush? This is a, on the side. Saw the brush coming in this morning oh, to your right as you came in. All that brush piled up and everything. That's Ken. He just takes a couple hours this day and a couple hours that day and just grabs his chainsaw and sprays down with his poison ivy spray, <laughs> which is a very important aspect of what he's doing. But I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. It's going to look it's good. So it's wise for us to stay the course, remain in His care, and live in His grace. It's far better than any other path. Listen to the Apostle Paul's comparative view of the new life as son who is loved by his Father. In Philippians 3, 8-16 through 16 in the message, Yes, all the things I once thought were so important are gone from my life. 
compared to the high privilege of knowing Christ Jesus as my master firsthand. Everything I once thought I had going for me is insignificant. Dog dung. <laughs> I love the message. I dumped it all in the trash so that I could embrace Christ. He's already embraced us. He's, he's purchased us. How are we responding to Him? How do we follow Jesus? Is it passive? Is it active? Is it just like, you know, like a wet brag? And so, no, he says, Paul says, <laughs> right? Have you ever hugged somebody and they're just like this? <laughs> I think Jesus hugs us sometimes and we're like this. But Paul said, I love what Paul said. He was, he was proactive. He embraced Christ as well. And uh, it's a really cool um, painting on the wall in my office. One of the walls in my office. Of, of Jesus embracing uh, someone who's just, I mean, he, you can tell he's just relieved and loved and, and cared for. And he's, he's got his arms around him as well. Just receiving the embrace and reciprocating. It's, it's encouraging. I've dumped it all in the trash so I could embrace Christ and be embraced by Him. I didn't want some petty, inferior brand of righteousness that comes from keeping a list of rules when I could get the robust kind that comes from trusting Christ, God's righteousness. I gave up all that inferior stuff so I could know Christ personally, experience His resurrection power, be a partner in His suffering, and go all the way with Him to death itself. See, here's the thing. We all going to die. We can die having embraced Christ and having pursued Him, having pursued the one who pursued us and purchased us, or we can die having been a limp rag in His arms or just, okay, you know, I got my fire insurance and I'm good to go and I'll see you God in heaven, but don't bother me right now. And this is such a different approach and perspective on following the Lord. It is active. Amen? Not that we can do anything, but we've got to be there. You have to be present and accounted for, right? And He's got it. But we have to yield to it. Is there, do you see what I'm getting at? It's not, it's not that we can earn anything, but it, it is up to us to respond to the love, yeah. And to, you have to gain a knowledge, a true knowledge of Him. And, and Paul talks about that. If there is any way to get in on the resurrection from the dead, I wanted to do it. Focused on the goal, I am not saying that I have this all together. That I have it made, but I am well on my way. Reaching out for Christ, who has so wondrously reached out for me. So you get the picture again of Christ initiating, actually the Father initiating through Christ and by the Holy Spirit, the relationship and then our response. I love the way uh, Paul brings this into view. Who has so wondrously reached out 
for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this. But I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning, beckoning us onward to Jesus. Isn't that a great picture? I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. <laughs> so let's keep focused on that goal. So those of us, I'm sorry, on that goal, those of us who want everything God has for us, if any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. Is that not great? You'll see it yet. <laughs> and that's the Holy Spirit's job, right? To bring into clarity this walk that we have. And, and I love I, I love the uh, the verb running because it, it's so active. You know, it's a, in the, the contrast between passive and active here in our response to God's embrace, to Father's love and care and grace and mercy and all of that and empowerment is so active. It's so we're engaged in this thing. It's not just cruising, you know. You, you get saved and you push cruise control. It's just not like that. But I think I think many of us have experienced at least times of that. Um, and then others of us, it's like have tried so hard. And Lord's saying, don't strive so much. Relax in me, but pursue me. Is it? It's that balanced place that we walk or we run. I'm off and running. I'm not turning back. So let's keep focused on that goal. I love that. God will clear your blurred vision. You'll see it yet. Now that we're on the right track, let's stay on it. Let's stay on it. Hang in there. He's got it. And he's got us. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27, New American Standard. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win. Now, we all win. We know that. But they're run in such a way that you will win. You see, there's that. How many have watched a long-distance race? I mean, like a, a cross-country race. They're kind of hard to watch. You kind of have to go to this point, and then you have to go to that point. And they last a really long time. <laughs> and, uh, but it's just that steady, 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 steady roll. You don't give up. You don't quit. Just keep on running. Some of them, this is this is terrible. I think I used this illustration one time. It's really crazy because two of our two of our girls, well, we only had two girls. The two girls ran cross country some and they would if you have to go to the bathroom, you don't stop. You just keep on going. Because you're focused on the goal. Is that crazy? But that's I mean, you know, works for me. <laughs> Run in such a way that you may win. And everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They then do it to receive a perishable wreath. They then, I 
do it to receive a perishable. But we, an imperishable. Therefore, I run in such a way as not without aim. You know, I box in such a way as not beating the air. But I buffet my body and make it my slave, lest possibly after I've preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. And it's a posture. In Hebrews 12, 1 through 13, New American Standard. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses, and I love this, and I put this in here because it, it's such a great picture of the fact that, you know, we're not alone in this. The church, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, was designed by God. And there is support there. And when we neglect the assembling of ourselves together, we forfeit a great blessing from the Lord in this whole thing to keep us in the race. You know, those people that are on the sidelines cheering us on in a race. I mean, I'm envisioning a race or, or a swim meet or, you know, there are people lying to their parents mostly. But <laughs> the sides and cheering you on and encouraging you. People that have gone on, and I don't understand this, but this is what the writer of Hebrews imparts to us. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. He's the prize, y'all. The author and perfecter of faith, the beginning and the end, the one who started it and the one who will finish it. Amen? He will rep wrap it up man he's got it who for the joy set before him endured the cross can you see yourself as that joy endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God for consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against him so that you may not grow weary and lose heart so that you may not grow weary and lose heart. I don't know about you, but I can identify with that on occasion. And this is an encouragement to us. And we are to encourage each other when we see each other falling in that place. We don't need to cut each other off and alienate each other. We need to pursue one another. We need to yell louder from the sidelines, you got this! Because he's got you! Amen? I, I love that. I love that. You have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood in your striving against sin. And you have forgotten the exhortation which is addressed to you as sons. As sons, my son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor faint when you are reproved by him. For those whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. And he scourges every, or spanks, I'm going to say spanks, every son whom he receives. In a good way. It is for discipline that you endure. God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? But if you are not, or if you are without discipline, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. And we are not 
We are legitimate sons. We were purchased. We are called by His name. We are His kids. No matter what our situation was in, in the natural, in the spiritual, in the eternal, we are beloved sons. And we cry out, Abba, Father, right? You were, gonna, you were thinking that, weren't you, Doug? I love that. Furthermore, we had earthly fathers to discipline us, and we respected them. Shall we not much rather be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time, as seemed best to them. But He disciplines us for our good, for our good, that we may share His holiness. Oh, man. All discipline for a moment seems not to be joyful, but sorrowful. Yet to those who have been trained by it afterwards, it yields the peaceable in this light, I love this. The peaceable or the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Therefore, strengthen the hands that are weak. Isn't this good? Strengthen the hands that are weak and the knees that are feeble. And make straight paths for your feet. So that the limb which is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Hang in there. Hang in there. He's got it. He's got us. We have all kinds of support and encouragement from our Father and from each other. And it's, I think it's important that we understand that and share that with one another. Second Timothy 4, verse 5, But you be sober in all things, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry, and keep walking. Don't just sit down. Keep Moving, We have the promise from the Father that good results are in store for us as we hang in there and invest in the eternal good stuff. In Galatians 6, 6 through 10, and we're, we're looking at Galatians now in the, in the Wednesday morning Bible study. Really good, really interesting. We did two chapters in one day. But we're going to go back and look at some stuff, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but it's interesting that this is in... In Galatians, near the end. And let the one who is taught the word share all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh shall from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit... Now, this is active, right? We're talking about active versus passive. The one who sows to the Spirit shall from the Spirit... Reap eternal life. And that's a quality of life as well as, as, a, uh, as a link and in an, an infinite uh, time, which is not time at all, but it's eternity. So. And let us not lose heart in doing good. Oh, man. He made me read that this morning. <laughs> and let us not lose heart. In doing good, for in due time we shall reap. If we do not grow weary, keep running. So then, while we have opportunity, let us do good to all men, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. That cloud of witnesses, we are, we are, both, we are part of that cloud, and we will be a part of that cloud. Encouraging cheering on, spurring on. So let's proceed with confidence. Confidence. 
Hang in there. He's got it. He's got us. Philippians 1, 3 through 6. I think, this is Paul. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always offering prayer with joy in my every prayer for you all in view of your, watch this, participation in the gospel from the first day until now. We can't say Christianity didn't work for us if we don't participate. Are you with me? And many do that. They say, well... That God stuff didn't work for me. And I want to say, well, did you participate? Did you run? Did you return the embrace? And we, we go through seasons, I understand that. But our eye is on the goal. And so when our eye is on the goal, we may get off track over here a little bit. And it may change our bearing a little bit, but when we keep our eye on Him, it will draw us back to the path every time. Amen? So it's participation. I think it's important. And it's keeping our eyes zeroed in. For I'm confident oh well, participation in the gospel from the first day until now. In other words, from the first day until now, from, from the time you started all the way till right now. All the way until right now. And all the way until right now. Because you never stop. We never stop. For I'm confident of this very thing, and I love this, that He who began a good work in you will perfect it or complete it. Until the day of Christ, from the first day until the eternal now. Amen? And lastly, Paul to the Thessalonians, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, set you apart for his own purposes, totally. And may your spirit and soul and body, I love that, may your spirit and and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is He who called you. He also will bring it to pass. Hang in there. He's got it. He's got us. Happy Father's Day. It's happy because the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ is your daddy. Amen. Is your daddy. Amen.